Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Shooting the Bull with Tom Snow. I'm your host, Tom Snow. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Shooting the Bull with Tom Snow, and I'm your host, Tom Snow. So today, I want to talk about the Phillies trade deadline move. And if, if you follow baseball, you know that today is the final day that baseball teams can trade players. So the Phillies added another reliever to their bullpen. His name is David Phelps. And I hear they acquired him for four minor league prospects to be named later. Uh, Reports I saw on Twitter indicate that all three of these guys are lesser prospects. So nothing big that they gave up, which is good. So David Phelps has an ERA of 2.77 this year in 13 innings and had a an ERA of 3.41 last year in 41 games. So he seems, his numbers are seem, tell me that he's a very good reliever. Um, he strikes out a lot of guys, which is something that I thought this bullpen was missing. And if I had to like draw a comparison, he seems like, think of him as like a Ryan Madsen type of reliever, a good setup man who can close if you need him to. So he's not Brad Lidge, not Jonathan Papelbon, but a, a quality bullpen arm nonetheless. So as we all know, this is the fourth new reliever the Phillies acquired in the past 10 days. The other three gentlemen are David Hale from the New York Yankees and Heath Hembry and Brandon Workman from the Boston Red Sox. Now, I want to like talk about each of those new relievers and see how they're doing so far. Before I start, I just want to say that um, so far, I think David Phelps is the most talented of these the new acquisitions they've gotten. I tend to think that the other three guys were more desperate by now guys, whereas David Phelps is someone that they could have waited on get a good price on. I think he's going to be the best of the four. So we finally got to see David Hale last night. Um, he And I was not totally impressed. I'm sure most of you weren't either. And in ending in two thirds, he gave up three runs. And looking at David Phelps' career stats, I'm sorry, not, uh, David Hale's career stats, it seems like David Hale is what you call a mop-up guy. So he's basically someone that comes in if the starting pitcher has a bad game and he pitches two or three innings just to kind of clean up the mess. And his stats are relatively good. He has an ERA in the threes the past two years. But he doesn't pitch in a lot of high-leverage games. And it goes to show you that he was designated for assignment by the Yankees when we acquired him. And for those who aren't very familiar with baseball, designated for assignment basically means your team is trying to get rid of you. So the Phillies probably could have gotten him for cash considerations or a very, very low-level prospect. Instead, they gave up a top 20 prospect. I believe his name was Addison Russ, uh, a very good young reliever. And we traded him for one year of a mop-up, low-leverage guy who so far has not been very good. So on the surface, I don't think that was a very good trade. And I'm not very excited to see David, David Hale in the future. 
there's a reason we've only seen him in one game and that one game looked like it was going to be a blowout. He's a guy who, again, cleans up the mess after a starting pitcher has a bad game and you don't want to use up one of your good relievers, which is fine. I mean, every team needs that, but you don't give up a top 20 prospect for him. So let's see. Brandon Workman has three saves so far for the Phillies, but to be honest, I don't really like him in a closer role. And every game he's pitched, he's, I think he's gotten at least two guys on base every time he's pitched, which may, and he, Looking at his career stats, he's done he's done that a lot for the Red Sox. That's not what you want in a closer. I want someone one, two, three lights out. And Brandon Workman, his career, he's been like a decent reliever his entire career. He's only had one very good season for the Red Sox. And it was kind of a good half a season. And it was for a Red Sox team last year that was kind of out of contention pretty early, so there wasn't a lot of pressure on Brandon Workman, Brandon Workman to, to succeed. Uh, Heath Hembree's been fine. He's always been a kind of a slightly above average middle reliever his entire career, and I, I think so far he's pitched like that. I think his ERA for the Phillies is four and a half in four games, so he, he's gotten the job done. I'm fine giving up Nick Pavetta, but the Phillies also threw in Connor Siebold, who is also a top 20 prospect for the Phillies, for two decent middle relievers in Brandon Workman and Heath Hembree. So the Phillies gave up two top gave up two top 20 prospects for a mop-up reliever. Relievers had one really good half season. It's been kind of so-so other than that. And, and a, a slightly above average middle reliever. That That's not what a good general manager does. That is basically what a, a general manager does it, when he's put in a desperate situation. And that's basically what Matt Klintek was in. He didn't make any bullpen moves this offseason. And he found himself in a position where he had to acquire veteran relievers at all costs. And I think Workman and Hembria have been okay, and I think they're okay relievers. They're not the kind of guys to give up top 20 prospects for. And I, I think David Phelps, it sounds like they're giving three minor prospects for, and that's fine. David Phelps also has another year of team control, which is nice. And I, I have a feeling you'll see David Phelps in a closer role. I think you'll see Brandon Workman as the setup man. I, I think he'll be better in that role. I think you'll see Hector Neris and Tommy Hunter kind of split the seventh inning. I think Keith Henry will be your middle reliever. I think you'll see more Blake Parker. Ranger Suarez is coming back. I think he and Jojo Romero will be good options for the fifth and sixth inning. And, and then you got David Hales being the mop-up guy. And I, I think that that's probably an average major league bullpen. It's not a great bullpen, on paper, but it's a lot better than what we were seeing two weeks ago. So I'll, I'll give Matt Klintek credit for that. I just think he gave up a lot more than he should have and probably more than he would have had to if he actually addressed this bullpen in the offseason. And we'll see if the Phillies don't make the playoffs this year. And, and I think they will make the playoffs, but if they don't, I think 
they're going to have to really think about whether they, they can do another year of Matt Klintek and Andy McPhail at the helm. Now, before the trade deadline, the Phillies had a very good, very interesting week. So they had their first five-game winning streak since July of 2018. So it's been over two calendar years. Uh, They followed that by having an almost historic come-from-behind win. They fell just short, but I was very happy with the way the offense and the bullpen played last last night. I thought they really fought hard. They came back. They when they were down ten nothing in the first inning, I really or the second inning, excuse me. I really thought this game was going to be over pretty shortly. And to their credit, they they came back and they almost won it. So I got to tip my hat to them for that. Now my only concern is that we're they're going to lose games eventually, and if they're going to lose games, I want them to fight to the end. I just hope that they don't let this spiral into another losing streak because, and I know it's a very short sample size, every time the Phillies lose a game, it sound, it seems like they go on a losing streak. They win four here, then lose five, win five here, let's not lose four in a row and really find ourselves out of it. Let's win back. Let's come back tonight. Let's try to win a series against the rather, rather mediocre Washington Nationals. You have Spencer Howard on the hill, and he's shown good stuff. I think he still has a lot to prove, but he's shown some very good stuff in his past few performances. Now, I want to talk about the state of the team. So over the past week or so, I think Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, and Zach Eflin have formed a very good starting uh, trio. I think I know Zach Eflin had a very good outing, and I think he's always a, a guy who I think was always on the cusp. I know it's just one game, but if you could ha- get him going, Nola Wheeler and Eflin—that's a good starting trio. It's not Halliday Lee Hamels, but it's pretty good. And if Spencer Howard could unlock his potential and have a good second half. The Philly starting rotation is probably above average. I don't think they have that lockdown ace. I, I I like Nola. I like Wheeler. I don't think they're on the same level as Garrett Cole or Clayton Kershaw. But if you have four good pitchers, sometimes that can be very good than having one great pitcher and four mediocre guys. So we'll see how those guys continue this season. But I, I'm optimistic. Reese Hoskins. And Reese Hoskins is always – he's probably my favorite – player on the Phillies. He has hit 357 and four home runs in his last seven games. So he's a guy who's really heating up and that's very encouraging to see. If Reese Hoskins has a year, if he's the 2018 Reese Hoskins, a guy who hits 250, 35 home runs, streaky, but when he's good, he's good. I'll take that because he's the, if they assume they sign JT Realmuto, He'll be the third best hitter on the team, and you can live with that if he's the third best hitter on the team. The problem with 2018 was that 
he was supposed to be your best hitter, and I just think he was overexposed. If your third best hitter hits 35 home runs and gets on base at a 360 clip, you, a team should consider, consider itself fortunate. Andrew McCutcheon is also heating up. He's hitting 394 with three home runs in his last seven games. So McCutcheon and Hoskins have really stepped up to the plate, no pun intended. And they've gotten really hot for Bryce Harper, who unfortunately has cooled down the past few days. I believe his batting average is under 300. Now, he's hit some balls very hard. That's just fallen in, just laying in the wrong spot. They were caught. Um, I know Azuna, not Azuna, Ronald Acuna Jr. made a very good play and robbed him of an extra base hit. The Nationals and the Braves have a very good defensive outfield, so I think eventually Bryce will snap out of his little funk, and I think you'll start seeing some hard-hit balls land in the outfield. I think it's just a matter of time. And if you can get McCutcheon, Hoskins, Harper, and Rio Muto all hitting at the same time, add in Segura and Gregorius have been pretty consistent this year. I think the Phillies' starting lineup can be... And it's the potential to be the best in the National League, maybe second best behind the L.A. Dodgers. But it, it's a very good lineup. And I think last night showed that if a team comes within two runs of winning the game after being down 10 nothing in the second inning, that shows how resilient this offense is. On the downside, Jake Arrieta was just awful yesterday, and there's no way to sugarcoat that. In one in and one third inning, he gave up seven earned runs, six hits, three walks, and walked in a run. And you have to ask yourself, is it time to designate Jake Arrieta for assignment and just cut the cord? He has an ERA of 6.49 ERA this season. He had a good start his last time in Washington. Uh, I believe he threw five innings and was cut short by a rain delay. So I would give him probably one more chance. If he he goes out there his next time out and throws another garbage performance like he did last time, I think the Phillies have to consider just cutting him. Because I, I don't think he's a good locker room presence. And I think if you're the Phillies, you have to ask, or Phillies fans, you have to ask yourself this question: Who would you rather see start? Would you rather see Jake Arrieta or Vince Velasquez? And if the Phillies have, if the Phillies bullpen's decent, I'm inclined to go with Vince Velasquez. I think because Vince Velasquez, his last performance. He's a guy, he gives up five earned runs with three, I'm sorry, five innings. He'll go five innings and give up three or four earned runs. If you have a good bullpen and a very good offense, you can live with that as your number five starter. The problem is, is that the Phillies have a bunch of double headers coming up in September, so they need a sixth starter. So I was kind of hoping the Phillies would go out and get another starting pitcher at the trade deadline today. Unfortunately, they did not. Two guys I really wanted were Robbie Ray and Mike Miner. 
Those are two guys the Phillies were exploring the past couple years, especially last year. They're both having pretty bad seasons, so you could probably get them from pretty cheap. And it's they're both, I think they're both free agents at, at the end of the year. So you hope that a change of scenery could do them favors. And if they don't do well, they don't do well. You give up a, a basically a, a very minor prospect for them. And if they don't do well, you just cut bait with them after the year and just move on. It happens. So here's what I want to see for the Phillies. I want to see what David Helps can do with this bull, this improving bullpen that all of a sudden again has Phelps, hopefully as the closer, Workman and Naris as the setup guys, Tommy Hunter, Heath Hembry. Hopefully you see Jose Alvarez come back. Um, as the middle relievers, Ranger Suarez, you can see in there. I, I, I've seen enough of Adam Morgan. I, I think his time has come to a close. But I think his bullpens, it's at least deep. I don't think they have a really a lights out closer. But I, I think it's deep enough to get them through the season. So... And what I want to see the Phillies is come back from this loss. I, I think... They fought so hard last night. I'm not totally worried about them going on a losing skid. But they need to come back tonight. They need to come back swinging and beat up on this underperforming Washington Nationals team. All right, so that basically concludes this episode. Let's hope the Phillies can carry their, win, not their winning streak, but their, their recent hot streak with another win tonight. All right, so I'll let you go and go Phils. Well, that concludes today's episode of Shooting the Bull. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review wherever you're listening to. And join us next time when we shoot more of the bull with Tom Snow.